Hello, good afternoon. Apologies, we are a little bit late. We have been doing some outside filming for our Christmas special. Um, it it's good. good. It's good. It so was good. We've got our Christmas you show. See where the Thursday. talent was and where it isn't. <laughs> yeah, and I am. Yeah, you're you're towards the end of where the talent is. My yeah, my disclaimer is uh, I am not a hundred percent in any stretch by any stretch. But hey ho, it was uh, it was all good. Very wet out there as well. How the other half lives, eh? Pro training session makes you. It makes you uh, wonder how some players can get better at football if that's what they're doing every they're day, doing every single day. But yeah. hey ho. But one team that you cannot level at at the moment is Everton, John, who have won four on the bounce in the, the Premier first League. First time for quite a while. It is, yeah, it certainly is, and four clean sheets. Mm. And things are looking up at the moment for Big Sean and his boys. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> that's it. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, you might have to move to America. You know that, don't no. you? You know, I said this. To, to, you left the country and we've won every said, game. Said this to me, lad. Yes, the last four games before I went, we won two, draw yeah. one, lost one, mm -hmm. and everyone saw the loss because it was our own. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's maybe that's a good segue. So it's been coming, hasn't it? I mean, well, slow. If you if you set aside those first four games, mm -hmm. everyone can say this, I suppose. But seriously, yeah. you set aside those four games, then we're top six performance ever since, aren't we? Mm. Well, uh, you've turn out the last 13. Yeah, in all comps, is that? Which yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. Which is so, I mean, he's got them structured at the back mm -hmm. and stuff. They're playing for each other. Team spirit seems to be sky high, mm -hmm. yeah, which is always a, a good thing. Winning is a habit, just like losing is. Um, and, and I thought against Burnley, because I watched that while I was in the States, mm -hmm. they didn't take much out of themselves to win, did they? I think the biggest thing, you can, the biggest compliment you can give them is that Michael Keane <coughs> and Ben Godfrey came in and looked like they'd been playing every week on mm. the day. They know they done mm. Everton changed the system. They went to three at the back. Yeah. The manager yeah. said afterwards they'd had a walkthrough for about fifteen minutes. That was it. Mm. Um due to obviously injuries and everything. Losing Michelenko very late. And for the team to have that kind of walkthrough and then go out and perform as well as they did. What? I think that's the other thing. It's the same thing, but that's another mm. symptom of your life. Mm. We talk about symptoms and causes and stuff like that. Mm. A, a symptom of the good team spirit is a couple of players drop in. Mm. And then it reaffirms it, doesn't it, yeah. when they still play as a good unit. Mm. And losing both the left-sided players, <coughs> obviously, yeah. could have been a big hole in one respect, mm. but it wasn't. Um, and Michael Keane's always better in the opposition's box. Often, sorry, that's rude. Often is better in the opposition's box. And I thought he took his goal really well. That's tremendous, yeah. yeah. Well, we know we can finish. You yeah. only have to watch the training videos to watch how well he finishes. That every time at training. Brilliant. And, and Godfrey showed, you know, if, if any of his pace has gone, he had enough mm. with that clearance, yeah. And, oh, if, he, and, and if he's want to be moved on in January for, for some pennies, that won't have done us any harm in trying to get money out of people, would it, so? No, I thought he played really well, but he did. He did. <laughs> I thought he did. I thought um come in and show that he is a good player. Burnley do make it mm. easy for you to play. Yeah. I thought I, I thought they did okay. I thought second half especially they he put us under prep. I mean, don't get me wrong, there wasn't wave after wave. They had, did have some lively players and Well they have they got youngsters mm -hmm. with pace and talent and technical ability. Um company must have a, a let from the american ownership that says just keep playing the way we're playing because he doesn't have a plan b does he 
I don't think. They have slightly, <coughs> excuse me, they have slightly changed in the last few weeks. Um, they've gone a little bit more direct. They've gone a little bit 4-4. Four, well, four, eventually, two. they started trying to go over the four. top, yeah. But, yeah. They just didn't. Everton, to, to be fair, Tarkovsky was, was outstanding again. Yeah. I think Omrani showed how much what he gives this team. Is, yeah. um, and therefore, when you've got that going on, will be... It, it, you're a difficult, you know, you are a difficult uh, team to break down. And when you're a difficult team to break down, you're in every game, mm. aren't you? And that's, I think that's what Everton are doing. And you can see the confidence. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was just going to say, uh, I mean, we're not talking about Burnley really, are we? But you could see with the pace and technical abilities they've got, if they got in front, how they could, as they did recently, score for fun. But they came up against a team who are confident in both the style of play, the structure, and and the, and the outcomes that they're getting. And every time we do that again, then we'll go out again and do it, won't we? And yeah. coming into the games against Tottenham and, and City, particularly City at home, I mm. think we, we quite relish that, I suppose, uh, the way they're playing at the moment versus the way we're playing. But the inevitable wobbles that might come when you play a so-called top 16 and you might not win, we'd just ride them out and go, keep playing our game wouldn't we so um i'm going to tottenham at the weekend expect something out of that and then uh, have some fun uh at home against city well that's it i mean i'm i'm not getting ahead of myself that's right. that, that'll that's still right. be a both. hugely difficult both. game lose and spares will be a hugely difficult game i think spares away be that on paper right now it's the harder of the two. You never th thought you could mm -hmm. think you've got Tottenham and City next and the harder of the two is Tottenham. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, again, the wrong Tottenham can turn up, can't it? So, that's Oh, awesome. well, listen, Everton, we'll have a chance in both, but... Uh, We're the form team, mate, yeah. <laughs> I've been an Evertonian for long enough to know so that. There's always going to be that lingering... Of course you know, there is, yeah, there's because always... the reality is we're not a top team. So no, we're not. You can have... <clears throat> you can have um, Great form, and you can be playing well, and you can be confident. The reality is, football comes down to footballers at the end of the yes, day. Of and course. Tottenham turn it on; they'll beat us because they've got better footballers than us. Mm. And City have got much better footballers. Absolutely. Than us. What Everton have got better than both of them right now is team, great team spirit, yeah. great organisation, and everyone's confident. The, 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 <clears throat> you know, the team with the best players don't always win. No, no. You no. know, you'd know every season, wouldn't you, what the outcome was going to be? Hmm? Um, and yeah, it's going to be fun. No, but the, listen, the, the playing brilliant. If you want to do a that's Everton that no. type thing. <laughs> I'm not then, saying that. What I'm be saying, tomorrow, wouldn't it? What I'm saying is... <laughs> it'd be tomorrow, wouldn't it? What I'm saying is we've done fantastically well of late. And, and this isn't... Just, what One thing slightly annoys me... They keep referencing the 10 Is they keep thing. going on. Since they've got that points deduction, they be, well, no, because we'd won. We'd won six out of nine before the points deduction or something. You know, we'd been on a good run anyway. Mm. So it's not a case of... Oh, look at them once they got the points deduction. As if that's it's just like, narrative, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Of course yeah. it is. You've, you've riled them and they've stepped up a bit. No, we've just mm. rolled in and, and, and particularly the home games. Two yeah. home games have uh, really made a big difference about, again, teams where we might think would tighten our chain and they didn't. So happy days, mate. Happy days, mm. yeah. Happy to live in Florida all the time if people want to fund it because... You know, and Everton win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. We'll come back onto the footy in a little bit, but while you were away on, on Friday, Everton announced that they would be um, 
won't be moving to the new stadium until August 25. Mm. So 18 months, despite the fact the stadium will be completed next December. Mm. This time next year, it'll all be done. Mm. Uh, I don't think that's a stretch. I think it'll be done probably before then. I was a bit, <coughs> excuse me, I was a bit disappointed on Friday when I heard the news because I'm, I'm a believer that we should go into it immediately. Mm. First opportunity we get. Um, I've seen and heard different uh, arguments for remaining at Goodison for the year. So what's... I, I, the one thing I would say is at least we know. So for me now, that's one uncertainty removed. And I just go, right, okay. We're going in August 25th, then that's the way it is, I know. I'll have, we I'll have a great seat for the whole of next season. Um, so what are you, I mean, what, what are you, what were your initial thoughts on it? Um, I think we, we've had this chat before, haven't we, really? I know, but so, it so hadn't you know, been considered. Yeah, 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 so you know, Mike, I, I was surprised that A, an announcement was made mm. because we've had a long time, particularly the chief exec, previously stadium development director saying, you know, we're on schedule. Um, and we won't make a decision yet. Mm. And clearly, um, a decision yet was when would we move, yeah. right? Um, so I don't know why they made a decision now when let's get through the winter. I think I do know why, because you would only wait to get through the winter to determine whether you're able to get into the stadium sooner, mm. right? I, I think part of the challenges of going early like that is have have Lango Raw realigned their plan, right? Are they still going to hand the thing over, as I believe they're expected to on New Year, uh, Christmas Eve 2024? Uh, at which point the stadium, again, because I've asked Colin this, I think, in shareholders' meetings, that timetable includes all the test events. So if that's still the case, that means around this time next year, the stadium will be finished. Mm. It will have had the necessary test events for Lango Rourke to be released from their contract. Thank you very much. You've delivered what you should have done. And then eight months later, we'll play a men's game in it. And and I've never really seen statements from Everton where they talk about the men's team. Maybe that's just being PC. Mm. But the implication, one might suppose, is that under-21s and or the women may play there before the, the men do. Um, I'm not a great fan of at least we know that's usually what you tag on to the wrong answer. Yeah, but at least we know. Yeah. Um, so I'm surprised at the timing. The decision itself doesn't surprise me um, because I think, you know, the often the most frequently used phrase about this, this build uh, and, and the construction side of it is it's complex, which always makes you think it's hard and difficult. Um, buying yourself more time is great. You know, mm -hmm. but if the previous chief exec hadn't bought herself a year, would be in it already. Yeah. If the chief exec before her hadn't bought herself himself a year, yeah. we'd have been in it two years ago. <laughs> Working a day and a half on it, John. you know, and 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 so three chief execs in a row have taken what may be perceived as cautious decisions. I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm not quite sure. No one. I've not really spoke to anyone to ask. I suppose, but. Um, I'm not quite sure about some of the stuff I saw on social media where people were told that from a financial point of view, it's neutral or, you know, it, it, you know, in other words, the shall we have 20 million quids extra revenue from a bigger stadium or shall we stay where we are? 
and, and the decision becomes, shall we stay where we are? Well, there's a lot of costs there going to get burnt through by not moving you know, to stadiums and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I don't know how the finances play out, but if the club tell us it's financially neutral or it's financially beneficial to stay at Goodison, I find that hugely surprising. And we're a business that needs income and we need to get aligned with financial fair play and, and all those sorts of things. Um, I did have a, um, a really good conversation with somebody while I was in the States and I'll ask you the question actually. Yeah. Because there was a lot, the person I was speaking to <laughs> was positive in the sense of supportive of the decision mm. because they're in the camp, not so much of, um, giving Goodison a good send off but understanding the complexity of it and all those sorts mm -hmm. of things. And I said, well, if you do a survey asking the fans what they want to do, yeah. and Everton did a survey, though they haven't published the results, but I believe the results of the survey have driven the decision. Right? So it's the fans' choice to stay at Goodison, maybe, or mm -hmm. partially. Um, but, but I did say, but if you ask the fans this question, Baz, so I'll ask you, would you like to stay at Goodison Park and give it a proper send-off or move into the new stadium? Right? And let's say your, your answer is, oh, well, let's stay at Goodison Park. And I said, okay, are you okay? We're going to sell Jared Branthwaite to cover the loss in income. Because where we're going into is, if we are leaving income on the table and profitability on the table, mm. and we are close to profitability and sustainability again, mm -hmm. if, right, then we're going to have to pull that money from somewhere. And I can't believe we spent three years building a stadium um to leave it empty for so long i just it's it's beyond me but then i'm not on the inside seeing the numbers yeah yeah and if the numbers are wrong i.e perversely it is financially better to stay at goodison for that year mm -hmm. then we should have got the bloody thing built sooner then you know what i mean i mean because if the stadium was due to be finished in july we wouldn't waste an extra year, would we? Right. So, so I guess what the club wants or needs is the buffer of a summer to do the transition. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, if the catering teams are different teams, you don't need any buffer. Yeah. Um, I think. But what if they are different teams? Well, that's what I just said. Well, you've got a new team, so they can go into stadium, get ready, and the old team are still running the old one. But I can't believe if you if you pay into. I guess it's not Sodexo, basically, yeah, in the new stadium. Um, but if your concerns are we're going to have double costs, which, again, that's how you get the financial modelling sorted out, then, again, you, if you've been contracting with people like Sodexo and others mm. for a period of time, knowing you own it into a new stadium, knowing that there's a chance it won't be them in the new stadium, why have a contract that runs beyond, you know what I mean? So, But, but that happens sometimes. Sometimes it's called stranded costs, yeah? But still, you know, the, maybe the 10 million difference um, between Goodison and, and Bramley Moor is still a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Uh, <coughs> and, you know, and let, let's see what happens. And, of course, the club are awfully cautious at the moment when asked, will we fail PSR again? Yeah. Um, they haven't published the accounts yet for, for, for the last financial year. Mm. And the we Premier don't... League have to have them in 13 no, no, no. days, don't they? Uh, yeah. Yeah. December 31st. That's from the, the you know, the, the clubs still can't tell people like us when we're going to see those accounts. Um, so it's one of them, mate. It, you don't know what you don't know, um, but, but it just seems 
for me anyway personally a little bit disappointing that that it, it's it's a cautious, <laughs> it's a cautious decision mm. which i could expect from colin to be honest and, and maybe it's just one of those where we haven't got the ownership issue dealt with who's to say the owner a future owner couldn't change their mind but and you've heard this from before when we've done the bwb stuff you tell people they've got longer to do something yeah they'll t they'll use the time up Mm. they'll use the time up um you know and i think there's consultation going on now isn't it on how the season ticket transition would be done and so on but the club must already know how many season ticket holders it's going to have in the new stadium because yeah. they can't have done that financial modeling without it so it'd be interesting to know whether we're going to be at the high end of what's possible i.e forty-two thousand season ticket holders or do what ped wants which stick with the 32 and uh and, and enjoy the upside financial benefits of walk-ups and stuff like that. Um, the insight thing, which would be interesting, is um, perhaps we'll finish with this. Um, the one thing we don't know is if they could increase the income from Goodison Park for the last season to cover the gap between what we would get if we went to Bramley Moor. Mm -hmm. And one way of achieving that is to have the prices at Goodison for the last season pretty much the same as they would be in the first season at Bramley Moor. So maybe when we see the t season ticket pricing, when will that be? January time? Mm -hmm. um, we'll know, won't we? And that's part of the timing, I, I would imagine. You no know, one said it, timing's a bit odd. It's, not, think, well, it's not odd if you're about to announce your season ticket prices. You've got to be very careful, though, because they already whacked them up last year for oh, this season but, but they're going to get whacked and up if anyway. they whack them up again and whack them up again they'll get criticism and that's what they well they'll just have to roll with the criticism well i don't know i think you've got to be careful i just don't think well you, you can... think people will stop going i just don't think you can keep putting the prices up John. i just i don't there's lots of other ways to make money be better at commercial stuff ticket prices the poorer no one know they will but when you look at what it was two seasons that's ago to what it'll be low. well they were too low Okay, I'm just saying. But but anyway, that's the point. Um, mm. You know, if you try and is that, you you guys got a press date and press release, didn't you? Did it give any insight, or was no. it just generally it literally like, said? Okay. The, the Colin Chong's press release was much was much more than what the press, oh, okay. press release right. basically just said. They're staying because of this. Because uh, it, the timing of announcing that is clearly going to have some relationship with ticket announcements for 24 25 which everyone will now know is all at goodison park mm -hmm. right and i expect and i would be surprised if they're not because again going back to the financial challenges that we have if they're not another substantial increase um we expect do we not that you know a general admission at uh, bramley moor i'm making it up i don't know maybe 800 quid or something mm -hmm. well Park End's the most expensive at the moment. It's about 600 and something. That gap's got to be closed. Uh, so minimally, you might say, close half the gap the last full season at Goodison. And so there'll be hiking match day. Why has it got to be 800 a season? Because that's what people will ask. Well, why, what do you want it to be? Well, if it's six, man, it's six, six. Yeah, I think there's, there's only pence... Right. Between... So if it's six sixty, why should my season ticket be eight hundred? Is it a better stadium? So what? That one. Daily bottom. I'm still going into I'm not the product's not gonna be better on the pitch. The Premier League's getting worse, so I'm not seeing a better product. Yeah. I wouldn't go to um, the theatre if it was continually getting worse, would I? The, 
Um, well, we're not buying better players. You charge as much as you think you can get away. No, with. I'm just saying. I'm just asking you because a lot of people will be going. Why has it got to go up another? So that's gone up got... three hundred quid in two seasons. Yeah. Because they were too low. They've been too low for too long. <laughs> They've been too low for too long, mm. uh, and and that's a product of whatever ten years plus of Baxendale and and um, Kenwright mm. hold in my view mm. holding ticket prices artificially low. Fair enough, and I'd say because they were artificially low in that sense, we've had less money to spend on players. Therefore, we've been less successful on the field. But but I'd argue all of those points is that stop playing for paying footballers crazy wages who aren't good enough. That's been a big kill. Oh, listen. One footballer, you paying them, offering players 120 grand a week. If you're offered them 70 grand a week, no one would need an increase. No price season ticket because well, it covers it. I would tend to disagree. It does. Yeah. Well, that's up to you, but that's what I'm Sorry, saying. Cause the you're real missing... issue is everything's going out the door to these players who no, don't deserve uh, well, the money. Okay, we're moving now from ticket prices to where the money goes, right? And that's, yeah, but that's a that's I, a real a thing. Second. No, I know it's, I know it's a real thing. But where, where I come from is, you know, and that becomes a business with playing this, right? Mm-hmm. Whoever's got hold of the cost, and yeah. we, we often talk about, for example, the director of football owning the budget for the sports side, and let's say the chief exec, Colin. So we've got Kevin and Colin, right? Mm-hmm. Colin owning the cost for the non-sporting side. Both those people not Colin because he is the chief exec, but if we had a chair, say, would be challenging both of them to achieve their objectives at the lowest possible cost. And then you'd look over the other side of the house where you've got a commercial director, chief commercial guy, you know, Richard Kenyon. Your job is to drive up the income, the revenue, and then the gap between the two is that profit thing which you can spend, right? Mm. Um, I don't see any... Think typically, and we're not on the inside, so we don't see whether they have challenges, sessions, at board room meetings, and stuff like that. What we do know is, right, we couldn't see our arse for our elbow when it comes to complying with PSR, right? Mm. Now, clearly, we have a situation as a football club right now where our income is too low, not just because of stadium commercial, which mm. is your point, I think, part of it, mm. right? And our costs are too high. Yeah. And we all know that there are undoubtedly players who are earning big fat wages mm. when perhaps we could have negotiated either a different player on lower wages, right? Actually, yeah. With a higher ceiling, mm. youth, all that sort yeah. of stuff, or the same player, not on crazy money, mm. right? Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the commercial side needs to grow. But we've had a business which for a number of years has c- convinced itself that oh, we can't really raise commercial income and all the things that are associated with that until we have a new stadium because we're constrained by Goodison Park, (coughs) right? So that's been their excuse, whoever they are, right? The cost side really needs hard work. And that's not getting rid of admin staff and people at the Royal Liver Building who, if you like, you could get rid of 100 of them and it still wouldn't make up the difference of one, one, one player who's earning a million or two too much per annum. You know what mm. I mean? So what we need as an organisation is to see that you've got a boardroom which is populated by really skilled and experienced people where challenge is the norm. Not something for you to decide you don't like someone because they challenge you mm. or can't answer basic questions or are very introspective and cautious. Mm. You know, positive challenge, open challenge, not 
let's have a go at Ned challenge. Yeah, let's, you know. So it's hard to see how we even make decisions until our culture's in place. It's hard to see how we, it's difficult to make decisions when your board is an interim chief exec, an outgoing owner and his bagman, mm. right? Um, and so it is difficult and being inside the club right now must be difficult because I won't, it's not it's probably unfair to say it's leaderless, but it's not got the leadership it deserves and needs, has it? I.e. someone who's in post, who, who's empowered and accountable for decision making and, mm -hmm. and you always get that as an issue if you have interim people because we, we, we've got a situation now where the, the three people who've made the decision about when we're moving may not actually be around to see the consequences we've had that before i don't mean out the company well not in colin's case not out the company but the other two will go as soon as the ownership things change yeah, right? yeah. um so then you're into well uh, someone like triple seven being able to influence <coughs> the decision you would expect if people really truly do expect these guys to become the new owners that they would have minimally been consulted mm -hmm. and if they've minimally been consulted then they minimally have not said no have they no so interesting but like you say at least we know now but i would anticipate significant um uplifting season ticket oh, well, that's fair enough i, I totally disagree but that's the way it is, isn't it? A lot of people disagree with this, John. A lot of people. Which bit? Uh, the prices, cheap as Kenobi says, you've missing the point. I'm missing the point. Right to put season ticket prices up. Mine went from 475 to 600. Kent Sprayer said, working class fans losing out, John. Um, why am I missing the point? Uh, we, we, we can't have guys our cake and eat it. No, but I we think, can't. I, see, I normally go, I, I get it, I see it. There's been two hikes the last two seasons. That's because we didn't have any for 10. But there's been two. No, I understand. We're in it. I pay, the, I pay the increases No, I know, I know well. what you do, I know. Yeah. But we're talking about, we keep patting ourselves on the back because we're creating a new stadium in one of the poorest areas yeah, of yeah. the Northwest. And yet, what we're going in, we're trying to pay prices of London clubs. No, I disagree. They're not London clubs' prices. John, we're in oh, a so working-class city, right? Yeah. Where people do struggle to go to go the game, and yet we'll pay. We'll happily pay some footballer, washed-up footballer, a mm. hundred odd grand a week to do nothing. Five million pound a year to do nothing, and Who's yet that? <laughs> there's a bleeding list of them. Makes no, you walk no, out sorry, the door. I wasn't saying I don't believe you. It was. Uh... But yeah. we've done it time and time and know, time again. And you know, if we didn't do it, management. you know, if, if we just went, actually, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Some of that cost could go back to the fans, which is the real thing. Footballers, Everton. You see, the big thing I like, the big, the big thing I look at. I don't massively disagree with you. There has to be some upside, but we're already gaining thirteen thousand extra fans the minute we go. So there's thirteen thousand extra hmm. money that's got you know pots of money, whatever amount you want to yeah. put on that, right? So it's getting it's improved. <clears throat> but 
the issue we, I, I think we're going to have is we keep hiking it up and going, well, everyone else is doing it. That, that doesn't wash with I me. I don't use words like everyone else Because we can't it. compete with Liverpool and we're never going to be able to because their wage bills double ours hmm. and they're commercial. Their commercial people are a million times better than ours hmm. and they've got leadership that's miles better than probably we'll ever have because they dream about winning stuff and we don't. We dream to exist. That's our mantra hmm. in our football club. Just keep your head above water. It's always been like that. It's been like that for 20 years. And that's maybe why we're where we are. But, so, you've almost got a, a decision to make within this and what's real and what is beneficial to your supporters. And, listen, I didn't disagree with... Sorry, I didn't agree with what <coughs> a lot of what Bill Ken Knight did and a lot of what Denise Barrett-Backs and Dale did. But I agree with them trying to make it affordable because that was the thing we had. Now, there's been two hikes, and those two hikes must have generated much bigger incomes. Cause and we failed PSR. I've felt it. We failed PSR for the simple thing that, hey, we've got a million staff that we don't need. I'm, I'm agreeing with we you. Could, we could get They're rid of... They're all joined two, up. These things are all saying, joined up. We could have got rid of two-thirds of our staff because we don't need them. It's that simple. Right? Stop paying footballers stupid wages. I've not seen a footballer come onto that pitch at Goodison, right? This is the truth. What do you think is going to happen? No, listen, listen to me. I've not time. seen a footballer go onto that pitch and do something with a ball that most lads who play footy on a Saturday could do. Apart from James Rodriguez a couple of years ago, it was incredible. I watch Everton players now, and it's great if they can pass a football five yards. We clap. When, when we get it and switch the play, which is a 30-yard straight pass, under no pressure, our fans clap. Right? I watched Man City on Saturday get bored. They were backheeling things to each other and you could see they just got bored. And their City fans are just like this and they're winning sooner. And they end up throwing it away. Mm. Right? Their players are on different... They play in a different universe than our players. So why should our players be okay. millionaires? Right? right? No, but this is the reason. Yeah. We can't, we're never going to live with City, so it's over. Okay. So we have to make a See, model. I don't have that binary view. <laughs> it's over, right? City could end up bloody out of business in two years' time, but ha, 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 we wish, right? But these things are all interrelated, okay? The one that's most mm. emotive for fans is a ticket price because they're the ones who have to pay it, mm. okay? But what you do is you have a hopper, right? And what goes into the top of the hopper is the challenges that you face about how much income do we need to sustain a certain level of performance? <laughs> and there are a number of towers, right? We know what the towers are. They're broadcasts, they're player trading, they're commercial income, and they're a match day income. Match day income is only one of them. In an ideal world, the last one you should have to hike to perform is that one, mm. right? Because... What you're really saying is we can't sustain ourselves through the others, right? Mm. The one where we are consistently piss poor is commercial income. Yeah. Anyone who listened to 70, 80, 90, God knows how many versions of Everton Business Matters that mm. me, Paul, and Roger did, and so on, would say we've got at least 10 years' evidence of people with a bit of business background complaining that the commercial performance just isn't good enough. Mm. And yet the people doing it are the same people who've been there since year dot. That's not a criticism of individuals. No. That's just saying somehow you need to be able to sell this football club better than you do. Okay, It becomes a very easy sell when you've got a beautiful stadium on the banks of the Royal Blue Mersey. Yeah. Up to a point, it becomes an easy sell. 
you know, Emperor's New Clothes, all those sorts. Yeah, of yeah, things, yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> but when we as fans, the reason I sorry for almost shutting you out, saying no, no, I'm not, what's listen, going to happen? I'm just asking you the yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. What's going to happen in a couple of weeks? Fans are going to say, "Are we buying someone in January? Mm. Where's the money coming from?" Mm. Well, we're not right. anyway, are we? And the answer, no, I know. But the answer to where's the money coming from mm. is coming from broadcast income, player trading, commercial income, and ticket, call it tickets, but it's match day. <laughs> yeah. Two of those fans have a real strong view about Ooh, sell to buy. I don't like sell to buy. Ooh, don't like that. Mm. Right. Don't like my ticket price going up. Right. Which is mm -hmm. normal. Right. Mm. That leaves broadcast. We have no control over it. That means commercial. Yeah. Nearly did that then. Yeah, that whatever you want. Hey, no, because that you was want. commercial, right? Yeah. So the thing that lets us down by definition as, mm. as a place called Start yeah. is piss poor commercial performance. Yeah. Right? And we never, you know my soundbite on this, we culturally never seem to do what we should have done yesterday mm. until tomorrow. Okay? Yeah. So spinning it all the way back to the beginning, the club have gone early with we're definitely going to be at Goodison Park for the whole of the next season. Yeah. So let's see you drive significant commercial benefit from that. Mm. Otherwise, it's hard to believe that it's the financially the best answer. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And as soon as we start hearing, well, we can't get any of this because everyone knows it's our last season and this, that, and the other. And people will talk about, let's have a whole year of celebrating Goodison Park. That's not how it works. We're going to have one big blowout day. Presumably, we've already asked the Premier League and we have the last game of the season at home type of thing, you know. And no doubt the hospitality lounges will be full, the ground will be full. But most of the financial upside will go to people who sell their tickets. It won't go to the club, will it? The mm. only chance the club gets to financially benefit from that last season <coughs> at Goodison Park mm. is put the ticket prices up. No, I know, I know. Listen, and, and prepare people for what will be higher ticket I'm prices. I'm paying the higher prices, well, and, and, and I'll pay and, it again, and yeah, I'll pay it again. Yeah. And that's the way it is. I'm not saying the thing. I just think you've got to look after, try to look after everyone. Well, Some you have people, a range listen, of prices, then, don't the, you? The yeah. thing is in a mix. The, the audience is mixed. Some yeah, agree yeah. with you. But the, the, well, it depends what we want. But it's the big picture stuff, isn't it? Right, and and so and so. See, if it was a case of if we put it up, that's it. We'll be able to afford all these players. It's actually when you actually look at the difference, it doesn't make any difference. Come look at the differences. We all pay extra. We probably oh. make what? What do we make extra? If we all pay an extra two hundred quid for our season ticket. We end up with about five million quid more or so, oh, which doesn't afford in the, the grand player. scheme. No, no, yeah. sorry, and, and and that's the point, right? Mm. But it's about a culture, yeah, right. And the culture needs to be maximising income mm. as much as you possibly can. Oh yeah, yeah. Minimising mm. cost as much as you possibly mm. can. So if you start off at the beginning of the season saying this way too small stadium with fifty two thousand eight hundred eighty eight seats, yeah. No one's commented they're going to get you your 53 yet. Well, no, well, they've already made... You see, this is why, this is where my thing is. You see, if they went, listen, we're putting 60,000 in here yep. and the season tickets are going up to 850 quid a season. But we're having 60,000 because we're going to make this revenue yeah. and that's going to propel my football yeah, club yeah. into fighting for Champions League because we've got all this money. Then you kind of go, I get it. But what they've done is they've gone... No, we're not. Why should we have a bigger stadium which will make us tons of money, which will help us challenge? They've just done empty everything. Seats isn't a good they've look, gone, Baz. Oh, Baz, oh, they've empty done seats isn't no, well, a good look. I mean. They've done their thing of like scale your ambition right down, which leads me to go, we may as well forget those clubs because we haven't got the ambition. 
because nobody we, at that what did we say when um remember it's a long time ago now isn't it i'm doing a, a live piece with jim white on sky sports yes later away when yeah. the stadium at, and, I, and i've not seen any press releases never got any forewarning i was still chair of the share Association yeah, yeah. at the time yeah. i had no warning at all i go live on sky and jim white's gobsmacked when i say it's too small hmm? right and then the follow-on to that naturally and again the business matters pods will still be out there natural quid quo pro for that is ticket prices are going to be higher as a consequence hmm? you've still got to get, generate the revenue and the revenue you're seeking to generate <laughs> has to come from less bodies because you've only got fifty-two thousand bodies in the stadium not sixty-two thousand. Yeah. and the club at the time said oh but it's upgradable come on you knew when you said that at best it was misleading at worst it was something else right mm -hmm. very small likelihood that stadium is ever going to have a capacity significantly larger than it than its opening capacity certainly not as an all-seater stadium mm. therefore you have to drive your income streams and if you have someone accountable for match day income they have to do whatever it needs to be to get that as big as possible now the big advantage we have at the new stadium and let's see if, if we can drive this is we've got a massive fan zone right um if you can get the ten thousand people into the fan zone before the game paying seven quid for a pint or whatever it turns out to be then maybe you can drive it that way but if we take the cautious route with that and those who financially benefit adjustably concessions who've you know sold to you yeah if we have loads of hospitality areas with weddings and god knows what else but all that money predominantly goes to third parties mm. and that's when you get into people and you know roger and paul were very much advocates of doing things in-house when we did it on ebm me with an outsourcing background i'd say outsource but if you contract badly mm. then both of them are bad <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? So you need smart people who know how to contract, who know how to drive third parties, who know where the value should land, and the value should land inside your business, not inside somebody else's mm. business. But if you want to bring in expert resource, be it caterers or retailers or whatever it might be, then it has to be done in a way where it's worthwhile for them, but you're not to your detriment. Yeah. Okay? And all that should be in the blocks now, waiting for the gun to go off. And I guess the gun going off is the first one will be <coughs> ticket prices at Goodison Park for the last full season, where everybody but everybody's going to want to be in that stadium. But okay. maybe only for the last game, not for the whole of it. Mm. Okay. What happens if Everton's last game ever in, in, in uh, Goodison Park is a relegation game? Can't second guess anything, can you? No. You know what I mean? No. So, you know, people are getting some comfort from the fact that we're not going to change mid-season. We're not going to run the risk of the disruption of, I think you said, I don't know if you said it on camera or mm. off about, you know, every home game being really an away game because yeah. it's a well, new it ground be and all that. But it'll stuff. be that the following season, won't it? Well, that's what I mean. Whenever yeah. time you play it, they're going to be away. Yeah. It's going to feel like away games. Every first, team who comes to um, the Everton Stadium are going to get a lift from playing as such a magnificent beast. But... There'll still only be about 3,000 of their fans in there. Mm -hmm. And there should be 59,000 of ours, but there won't be. <laughs> no. There'll only be, you know, 50 ish or 49. That's the other thing. It won't be 52 triple eight anyway, will it? But surprised you haven't knocked it down to 52 triple seven. Yeah. Well, Tottenham's, yeah, yeah. Tottenham's first, you know, the, the average attendance at the Tottenham Stadium for those 
was it seven games they played? They moved in April, didn't they, when they did it? Um, we're all below 60. It's costing them a, a million pounds a game. They have to pay to play at Wembley, apparently. Yeah. So that's why they went. Well, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there Happy you go. Days. Mixed, mixed views on the decision as well. Some people think it's a bad decision. I think <laughs> it's a state, too cautious, and says Nick Carr, and the the stadium is capacity's not even big enough. That's true. Um, Both true. They we should some. be pushing hard for Grayson one to one rail seats. We should have a no, view. No, that on should it. be it. As a yeah. football club, we should have a view on it. Come on, we want to be the first people to go in the Premier League to go Grayson one to one. Matthew Litherland on the Super Chat says, Hi lads, I'm full of flu. So Saturday so in the club, he's was a something. good boost. I've just got a heavy cold, I All think right, that's okay. it. Um, Justin says, I agree with John. The problem is we need to increase revenues and our ticket prices are disproportionately lower than other Premier League clubs. Newcastle is working class Manchester too. True. There you go. Um, people disagreeing with that. Um... Tim says Baz has just made a correlation between Liverpool wage bill and ours and our inability to compete with them on and off the pitch while arguing players wages should be cut Tim I pay for my season ticket mate and I pay for my lads going up and I'll still pay when it goes up yeah ditto I'm just giving you the balanced arguments if you're sound with it and enough people disagree with you there's words being used. That's up to you. That's fine. The same as John. That's fine. No problem with it. I'm just using what you have to do on here is present the whole argument. Hmm? That's all I'm trying to do. You're happy with it, fine. What I'm saying is increasing it even up to £800 each won't bridge that gap, mate. End of story. It'll close it. <laughs> Five million quid doesn't close nothing. Liverpool play that off for a 17-year-old. Um let everyone in for free then. Don't listen, whatever. It, it, like I said, I'll still be going. So it is what it is. It is what it is. I think we just carry on paying crap players 150 grand a week. No, 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 because that's what that's, that's what people want. No, but that's what people are happy with. Because the same. No one's happy with someone getting paid too much. Well, they're happy with the fans fronting it because it'll, it'll bridge a gap of four million quid. But they're happy to give someone who looks great in the kit 100 grand a week who doesn't do nothing. That's been Everton's killer. Mm. Everton's killer has been too many people walk out of the door for nothing, for nothing, having yeah. taken five and a half million pound a year out the football club. Do you know what? Of, of, of that's what's killed you. Do you know people who are put on in recent times? Let's just call it the last five-ish years or so, but it's probably a bit longer, right? Mm. Then there's people who don't finish their contracts and walk out the door with lots of money. Mm. They're called ex-managers. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, and ex-board members. <laughs> And yeah. ex-board members. Yeah. Crazy. You know, ex-board members who decline to be witnesses for Everton's defence. Yeah, which is Profitability and sustainability uh, breach mm. allegation mm. when they were in charge, choosing not to be witnesses. Yeah, it is crazy. Now, that, that kind of stuff's mad. That's just mad. Totally mad. Mm. But anyway, listen. It but is, listen, it is on the field, though... No, Things it, are looking... What I'm saying is, I, I see both. I'll still be going, I'll still be paying it. So yeah. I'm not, you know, doing it from my thing, going, I can't, if I'm saying. Just, it is, you've just got to look at the whole thing. I think it's too simple. It's just go, I, yeah. I think what we'll would just be... give season yeah. tickets, put season tickets. So that's too simplistic. Make the make the walk up huge then, if you want more more to kick on. That's where it's about to go. Make the walk up huge. That's where it's about to go. And that, and, and that is the litmus test, which is, 
<laughs> and it plays into what Ped said for that first season at the Everton Stadium. Just have the same people as season ticket holders mm. who were season ticket holders mm. at Goodison Park. The renewal rates mm. will tell you whether you've pushed the ticket pricing too far. Mm. But the best way to drive significant increases in match day income Mildly is to have way, yeah. the lowest number of season ticket holders that you can get away with. Mm. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Justin, I've got uh, Beatums. I'm due one, which is why the coughs come back. So I'll take that in a minute, mate. Simon says, "All right, lads, great show watching in the Philippines. Philippines, I think it's warmer. Thirty-four oh. degrees. It's not thirty-four here, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it wasn't on that footy pitch. No, before. no, it wasn't. Uh, Matthew Barry, hello, Matthew Hi, says, yeah, "Afternoon, lads. Hope you're all well. Been a fantastic December so far. Hopefully, oh, yes. we can make it even better this week. A cup win." And at least a point away at Spurs would be incredible. Uh, Derek says, still convinced that Keane's best position is not a centre-back. A centre-forward. Who knows? Ruben can't wait for the Christmas special. They've been filming it today, guys. Uh, well, some of it. <laughs> some of it, yeah. You will laugh when you see it, yeah. Richard. Ned, you were in, look at Ned smiling. You were in top Pilkington he's mode. No, no, we've already told him he can't. He's got to leave. He, he can't. can't do a favourite. Favourite. That the the big to, the two edit to himself. Yeah. So, the end of that was so funny. Richard uh, says, "Got my Elvis Blue Christmas jumper last week. I love it. It's right, Richard. Uh, that one just there, yeah, just there. Is that only in that colour. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I don't know. That's the best colour though. Yeah. Um, Tyler miss, says, "This is when we were watching you, watching you guys that from." From the states on the telly, mm. which is surreal. That's yeah. it. Sent you the picture. Goes, who's that Elvis? <laughs> yeah, yes, that's what it is. Blue it nose. He was an Evertonian, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. 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 Uh, hey, lads, not been on in a while. This is Tyler. So, just a few questions. I'm sure you've answered multiple times. Firstly, what's your feeling about the success of our appeal? What do you think will be the ultimate outcome of the <coughs> potential punishment? And secondly, I think Martin Ziegler's written an argument saying any discrepancies in this year's accounts will be dealt with this season. Could we see other teams get a deduction as well? I believe Wolves and Forest are being watched amongst a few others. Um, yet if Everton, have, if Everton have breached PSR again this season and failed, they'll, they might be given more points. I don't think so. Um, I'm saying if they have. They might no, do. no, I don't think that you get more points necessarily. Oh, because as they've said, it'll be dealt with this season. Won't they? Yeah, dealt with it doesn't mean you get. Yeah. Okay. Because the the rules of the Premier League allow for the fact that in a three year reporting period, clearly mm. one, two, three. Yeah. Um. Then obviously two and three become one and two, don't they? Yeah. And then this season will yeah, be yeah. three type of thing, <coughs> mm. uh, or last season will become three. Well, if you've already been penalised for the one and two. Well, you shouldn't be, but... The rules allow for them not to penalise you again. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. All right. Um, But then again, the rules are so vague, it seems like the the KC, rather, what what they like. What's your gut feeling on the outcome of the appeal? Um, I don't know, is the honest truth. I think that the the panel's been chosen. I think Everton are cool with with who it is. Oh, are they? We're not going to object to we don't want him or we don't want her or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Based on the fact we all believe and i certainly do that the 10 points was both unjust and disproportionate i know they're the club's words but they're, they're nice and succinct for what it really is yeah the the amount of challenge that's gone on and i don't just mean by evertonians but people in general have to conclude that if there's any external influence being applied then it it'll come down 
the points deduction. In other words, we'll get points back. Mm. I think what's interesting, if we go back to, I think, chat we had before I went on holiday, and, and we were talking about Alison Britton, who's the chair of the Premier League, that she, she was held harmless from all this, wasn't she? Because she'd not been in post very long. Nice. But then when she replied to Andy Burnham, he wasn't very impressed with the reply, no, was he? No. And, and And he asked for some information, like, can we see the minutes, please? You know? Yeah. And he hasn't had an answer at all this time. Oh, is he not? No. Okay. Um, which presumably means legal people have told her, STFU, you know? yeah? Or she has sought clarification from her chief executive about what she got told previously was true or not. So I think there's a bit of a minefield going on there, mate. Um, I think the, the Premier League are currently damned if they do and damned if they don't because it, clearly they're, they're there to be shot at if Everton get a significant reduction mm. because it will be, well, that's just because of all the noise that you're suffering. Yeah. But I think there might be a certain amount of um, perception out there that they've tried to go heavy just to make an example of us and, and maybe the new KC won't go that route. So what do you think then? Uh, if you got what you got feeling telling you will be the final decision? I swing around a little bit because... I mean, I wasn't no, no, expecting that. No, no, no. Fair play. No, no. Hey, I'm keys gonna, in a bowl and go, all that. Going to explain play. why. Yeah. <coughs> because we got, generally, we got briefings, didn't we, from from our side of the argument about we had a very good, robust defence as to why we shouldn't get particularly a, a points deduction. Yeah. And yet when you read what the KC said, it didn't look that robust def- of a defence to me. No. But we've also spoken here about how we we must have learned from that. I don't know we're having the same KC and, and they're having the same case, you know, on their side, you know, their lawyers, if you will. But I think we, we should be able to present our case better. So my gut feel is we'll get a reduction in the points. Um, I think par would be reduced to half. Yeah. And I, for me, um, I think reduced to half is not like, yeah, five now and five suspended. I think it's five gone. Oh, okay. yeah. And if you don't get them gone, then you have a bigger suspended element, if that makes sense. Mm. But I think it's a bit interesting for me anyway that the deadline for Everton to submit their accounts for this most recent reporting uh, season will be before the the appeal is heard. Mm. So the Premier League will know whether whether we've breached it again or not. So there's plenty of opportunity there to adjust what you do based on yeah, yeah. what you think you can do afterwards um I, I personally i was like you i was astonished like everybody else with the punishment in the first place mm. uh, and maybe it will suit its purpose because if you will everton ex- argued no points at all yeah and now no doubt would be happy if it was only five yeah i i my gut feeling is we'll end up with six points deducted. Where'd you get? I just think because it has been kind of indicated that their first first, um, thing that they wanted was six points for failing the PSR. Mm. That's been bandied about. That's what they were looking for. Then they threw this, no, but we need to do more. So a point for every five million you go over. That was thrown in because of Sheffield Wednesday. But I think... I just have a feeling that that's what it'll end up. Well, I heard Ped say that on on channel while I was in the states, and I I think I think I put a comment in it, but you get lots of comments, so it never come out. Mm. I have a, a bit of an issue with this six points plus thing, right? Mm. 
Um, interestingly, if you go with the six points plus thing and you choose to remove the plus, yeah. you end up with six. Yeah. If you remove the six and just have the accelerators, i.e. for breach, you get so much per millions, it would be four, <coughs> yeah. right? Um, they're making a bit of a rod for their own back because they're saying a, you know, a very, well, a penny over and you lose six points. Mm. I might, I'm just saying that. No, no, I, I, I understand where you're coming that's from. All I'm but saying, a penny over and you yeah, get but... six points. Go into total administration and you get nine. No, no. So... Mm. I mean, clearly what's going to happen is um, post all, all this, mm. which is why Martin Ziegler, who gets some decent briefing, maybe he was one of the guys who got briefed about the 12 points in the first place, but the um, the thought that they're going to do, do everybody, if you like, who's been naughty before the end of this season, so at least they're going to correct that dragging on thing, mm. then the reference point for anyone who gets put in front of the beakers hang on a minute everton got six to nine months to get their their story straight why are we only getting three or four yeah and they've also got to get those new rules if they're going to have an objective measure agreed by the premier league's shareholders and if some of those premier league shareholders think they're going to be on the step which way are they going to vote and so on and so forth so it seems a bit ambitious to call Everton to account in march not get round to coming up with any form of mechanism till august now, unless that's going to be your mechanism, then maybe they've already sounded it out amongst the shareholders who've said, well, a bit like Everton and the stadium thing. Well, at least we know. Yeah. But um, you'd have to draw a line and say that anything that's happened before this time, you're not, you're not going to get shafted that way. No. Uh, Glenn on the Super Chat says that was a great question by that club caller. Maybe that was. Which one? I don't know. <laughs> maybe Glenn's asked that question on okay. club call. Um, like last couple, so Bislock. No, six. I haven't played Resident Evil. Yeah, I think six. I think six. I want. I, I want, just think I want less harsh. than that. Yeah. I want less than I that. Three points harsh. maximum. But I'm just saying. Jesse says one a.m. in Tasmania, lads. Big moves so I'm unpacking still. Great bit of comfort listening to you, lads. Thank you very much. Make good luck with the big move. Um, and then that's one on here. Uh, Steve talking about the win at Burnley says uh, all of our players who started the game apart from Harrison was six foot plus they couldn't compete with us physically which is ironic because I remember a few years ago when they beat us they completely bullied us and just looked so much bigger uh, we talked about this start we've got the tallest mm. squad haven't we yeah. <laughs> apparently yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephen says alright lads life as a blue is fantastic at the moment tell Johnny hope he's not going to jinx it uh, Roy is very disappointed with the decision to move August 25. I'm not sentimental about Goodison. It's like moving out. You'd have your memories, but it's time for a new chapter onwards and upwards. Uh, and there was one about gaining the 12 points back, but we haven't, have we, really? We've just, we've just got 12 points. Um, Mike Cosgrove says, if you go a penny over <coughs> with the Premier League metric, you actually get a seven-point deduction. Oh, because they count up to five million. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're right, mate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although I've not seen that anyone clarify that, but you're right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth says, hi, guys, welcome back, John. Do you think the timing of the decision about the new stadium might have, uh, might be to head off any input on the matter from potential new owners? I'd be astonished if employees think that they should try and make decisions before the new owners turn up. Uh, new owners could change it anyway. So I think it's more to do with the, the cycle of the, 
is it December? So when when do they normally tell us what what the crack is for following year's season tickets? January. Is it January? So it I starts, think doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's more more to do with that than anything else. I would guess. Okay, and I'm going to give the final question to Glenn. Says John, come out to see Super Cycle Blaine. Where are you on Michael Keane? Would you still sell him in January for sell the right him. price, or does Sean Dice have the potential to get the best out of him? Sell at him. Everton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Now, if he's not gonna, if Everton aren't gonna play him every week, he's probably on good enough wages that these are the kind of players get someone younger in who can challenge yeah. to get in the team. Let Michael go on and and get you know, a, get a game he, from there else. Two two players like Godfrey and Keane shouldn't be sitting on a bench together. So mm. only one of them is going to sit on the bench, you would think. Mm. Um, and because he's got a bit more pace, then perhaps Godfrey gets a favour there. But again, he's going to be more marketable, perhaps, isn't he, Godfrey? Uh, and finally, Johnny be good on the super chat says, not sure if this has been mentioned yet, but could the new stadium be used for cup games if there are any early in 2025? That's like one-off games, just like test oh, no, events. They're not going to be ready. That's the whole point, isn't it? But they are going to be ready, aren't they? They're going to be ready in December, aren't they? Really? Well, yeah. Let's start the Premier League then. No, but I think what Johnny's. I don't. I don't think so, Johnny. Because it would be surreal, wouldn't it? Imagine that though. If we had an FA Cup home t- home game third round, and we played at Goodison, yeah, as a test event, that would be good. Be interesting. Ten thousand away. Fans. I've not heard. I've not heard of that before, Johnny. But it's an interesting one. It is an interesting one, yeah. But I don't think so. We play I think. our European games there, couldn't we? Yeah. Could do, John. You yeah. just never know. That was a great question. It is a good question. Yeah. You never like know. Uh, Ken says as well. Which Ken, though? Ken Sprayer says, <coughs> could we shoot the Premier League if we could have qualified for Europe and their points deduction costs us it for loss of earnings? Why not? Can't, uh, shareholders agree not to sue each other. Start trying to sue everyone. Why not? Like you like America. The game is done when you go around. It's already people. done. Yeah. It's some of the stuff that goes on. Oh, it is, yeah. It needs dragging back drastically from where it's going. At least City managed to negotiate something way down the line, yeah? What's well, happening to Chelsea? Because they were just going, yeah, we don't agree with what, what you're about, saying. What about Chelsea? What's happening there? I don't know. Played the guilty months ago. They played the guilty and everyone's just See gone. UEFA, yeah. Say not. That's, a, that's Chelsea's thing. Get it down. Talk about something else. Keep, keep. Talking about Pochettino, that'll that'll keep people off the uh, the scent for a bit. Right, we're done. We're going to be live on more than a game. Well, Ped and John are going to be live on more than a game. A half two. Ned will put the magical transformational Doctor Who type link in the comments. Click that and go over there. Join it. It's good. So, when the stream ends, it'll be there. So just do it. Thanks for joining us and uh, we'll see you later. Good game.